When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, and Andy Brampernard. And my impression of Catherine being on time <laughs> never happens. We'll be back with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Yeah, too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. that how it goes we are back ladies and gentlemen Catherine should be here well but god probably noon at the latest i was to say by segment two show segment two <laughs> maybe oh boy. all right what did you want to talk about alex you said we want to talk about no, it on you're the talking air. about the toy store okay i don't but i don't want to throw the toy store under the bus but it's not under, they're selling what they're selling if you don't like it 
You okay, don't have we to like it. We went to the, one of the ten largest <clears throat> toy stores in the world. Okay. In Kellogg, Minnesota. It's called Lark. Yep. It's mm-hmm. a great place. They got miniature golf, which is fun, all the rest of it. I love the place. We had a carousel. It was the most beautiful carousel of all time. And it was all hand carved by the guy that started the store. It Jeez. was amazingly beautiful. Yeah. It was crazy. And we're buying gifts out. So everything's going smoothly. Then I walk into the book section. The book section at a toy store. Mm-hmm. The first book I see is this book. What is it? What does it say, Answer. Tevin? Anti-racist baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. As opposed the, to all the anti, racist babies. Uh, we as got opposed to all the racist babies we got going around. <laughs> yeah, that's the new thing. Anti-racist baby. Yep. You know? Uh, Did you read it though? Okay. Like maybe it's I am good. not going to yeah, read sure anti-racist really. baby. I'll read anti-racist baby. Okay. First of See all, see what it says. As I've pointed I out on the KQ Morning Show many times, people in this country, for some reason, the dumb bastards who are college professors, do not know the difference between tribalism and racism. It's true. There's a huge well, they know difference. The difference. There. They're just using racism as a weapon. Yeah, they are to make money mm-hmm. for themselves to lock themselves further into tenure or whatever they do. Look, there were so many books about racism in that toy store. There are at least 20. At least 20 books about dealing with racism. So. Yeah. I have a few books about racism. Well, that's all wonderful. Do you have me in your toy chest? I, there are, I did buy a couple children's books. On racism. On racism, yes. Why? After George Floyd was murdered, because I was like, well... Uh, maybe Fawn is going to have questions if people are like, oh, we have to leave our house because people are rioting. I don't know. And I was mm-hmm. like, because she's so aware. Right. And curious. And so I bought one called Something Happened in Our Town, and it's about a police officer shooting and killing a black man. Oh, mm-hmm. good God. That never happens. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's more understandable than an anti-racist baby because you're trying to like explain to a kid that like yes. knows what's going on yeah, but doesn't know what's going baby on. Baby is weird because yeah. it's like you're a baby, you have no idea. Like if I talked about it about Sage, if I read this book to Sage, he'd just be like, "Who's that? What's his right. name? You know, white blue pants? You know?" Like. And especially because there was a this was years ago at the science museum, there was a like African American like ex. Bose, whatever you want to call it, thing put on where you could like go in and learn about like the history of oh, black yeah, yeah, people, yeah. like in the science museum. And they had this video of they were talking to like elementary age kids, and they like did this like experiment where they like segregated some of them off and like separated them by color and stuff yeah. like that. And they were like, "Why would you do this? Like we're yeah. all the same. Like we don't see." So it's like kids are inherently not I know. racist to be right. So you don't need an anti-racist yeah, baby book because I feel like if you are talking about racism to young children, then it just makes them aware of the differences. Yeah. You know exactly. Rather than like, I could understand like a ten-year-old, depending mm-hmm. on the uh, situation. Go thirteen. Go Well, depending on the situation, I right. don't know. Yeah, it's like once they get to the age where they start making fun of each other, and then they start to realize, like, yeah. okay, yeah. I can make fun of you because you're different mm-hmm. than me. Yes. Right. Then okay, let's talk about this. Yeah. You know, I wrote a ch- children's book years ago, about two, three years ago, okay. and the family wouldn't let me publish it. 
It would have been a huge. It was called, and then Tevin moved to town, <laughs> and it was a great book. It was it's, fantastic. Like, the first, like the first three pages, everything's wonderful. There's parks, <laughs> exactly. birds are chirping. And I roll in, and the sun goes down. Sun it's gray. There's never no color come, in the world. Never comes up me. again. It's absolutely true. Well, and then I, I love that name of that. That's a good title. <laughs> then Tevin <laughs> came, came to came town. town. <laughs> God. It's like, and then like the, my theme song is the Johnny Cash when the man came to town. Yes, That's exactly. Perfect. Same story. We'll get it absolutely going. Well, and you got all mad too about there was a book called I Hate Everything, and it was like a little boy like ripping up paper, and he was like, "Why do they have to have this?" And I'm like, "Fawn just said I hate everything yesterday." I'm like, "This is." She didn't write a book also, about it. But the thing about like I would buy impressive. that book yeah. and I would read it because I'd be like, "You just said that this is how you feel," because it's about processing that emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not about like teaching your kids to hate everything. And also, I hate everything. My first thought is that's like the biography of Tom's life. Yeah. <laughs> like that. that's why I got so <laughs> mad. Yeah. He it was like, they stole my life. you the title. Then Tevin Came to Town was the title of the book. There's a perfect example of what well, I'm talking about right there. And in the, like, anti-racist baby area, there were books like Love the Skin You're In, or Love the Fur You're In. It was mm-hmm. a Sesame Street book, and it was Grover hugging himself, and it was just talking about, like, self-love. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's great. To talk- nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but right. that it wasn't all, like, just anti-racism books there was that one first of all understand something there are two things about the black white experience that were caused by white people and i don't know why they did it they made up african-american because they were uncomfortable calling you black yeah what is that what's wrong you're black I'm. You're not really black, and I'm not no. really white. No. For a while, you're like it was beige, like you and I'm kind of yeah. like pinky. People don't say African American anymore, <laughs> no. though. For oh, a while, know. it was you can't say black. Yep. Now you can only say black. Why now can't you, can you say black? black? Is cool again. Well, because like I had one of my good friends in college was Jamaican. And she was black. Yeah, but that's fake. And black. people would constantly be like, "Oh, you're African American." She's like, "I am neither." I'm well, she's Jamaican. Black yeah. Jamaican. No, I remember. Person. I remember her actually. Yeah. And she'd always be like, it makes me so mad because she went to McAllister. Black. And so everyone was trying to be so PC all the time. She was like, I'm a black Jamaican girl. She's not <laughs> the one that had the, the, uh, the sideshow Bob hair, was it? No, that was, that was, that was a white else. girl, I think. Shahar. No, she was. She was? At least half, yeah. Oh, yeah she I don't remember what. She had, you remember sideshow Bob? No. From the, the Simpsons? Simpsons? Uh, honestly, I've watched like one there. Simpsons episode. Jesus, ever. what do you watch? Soul not, Train? Not this. Yes. <laughs> Soul that Train. is the only thing you watch? I watch TRL at BET. VHS tapes of Soul Train. Total request live. That's all he watches. That's it. Did VHS even exist when Soul Train was on? Probably not. Probably not. Kind of speaking about like the anti-racist type stuff. There's. Have you seen the Netflix show Dear White People? Yes, I haven't I've seen it, but I've heard. It. So yeah. it starts out great. Like yeah, I remember people being like, "It's great. awesome." And then by like season two, season three, it's all like it feels like it's made by like black people making fun of the way white people think black people act. Like it's yes. it's such a oh. weird like. <laughs> It's like we're gonna show you like how woke we are. Yeah, yeah. Of it's like I just said so much. It's like, oh I just my gosh, it. this is what you guys yeah. think it's like to be black in America. Okay, goodbye. So yeah, well, African American, I hate. I've never <laughs> African American. Not all black people are African. First of well, all, because all not white people European are African. American. Yeah, really. All right. people on earth are African. 
That's where we all came from, the, well, the cradle of man. It, it I mean. was just a, yeah. Well, we're all from Africa. But African not, Tommy, call me African Tommy. We're much more Tommy. removed. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, she almost said we're much more civilized. <laughs> we've improved our situation so much better than you than the did. Negroes did. <laughs> than all the yeah. Negroes That sounds just together. like me, guys. Wow. Oh, God, I love that. You just really. Yeah. I love that Anybody so much. Exactly. It's like to deal with Alex. <laughs> what was the other one? There's another Devin one. I, uh, and the word racist. I hate racist too. Because 90% of what they call racist is not racist, yeah. it's tribalism. There's a mm. huge difference there. I do not dislike anyone because of their race. Why do I care? Why? You've been around me your whole life well, since you're my kids. I have. Yeah, Makes that's sense. true. Correct. Have you ever seen me go after someone because of their skin color? No. Because of, I mean, other than Tevin, don't include yeah, Tevin. Other than Tevin well, and Philip, yeah, everybody's, <laughs> Phillip, everybody's a little bit racist. Like if you get cut off well, in traffic, yeah, what yeah. You, and you but go that's by not them, racist. That's well, no, tribal. Cause cause, yeah, because they cut you off in traffic. Because they cut you off. Like, My tribe doesn't yeah, like that. You're still a white honky mother <laughs> effort. <when> I, drive <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> so I got no problem like, with that. This racism thing, racism, racism is a word to make money. That's why that race. Yeah, it's definitely like a buzzword. I mean, there are plenty of racist people. I don't think there are that many racist people. I, I think they are. think, yes. Yeah, Out of the definitely. 8 billion people on Earth, how many are racist? Well, all the Chinese. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Oh, my God. There's 1 billion right there. There's, yeah, there's a billion and a half right there. No, there's definitely, there's definitely yes. a lot of racist people, but then there's so? also like, yeah. Cause oh, I do friends. I know anybody that you know that's racist? I mean, not to say their name, but do I know somebody well, that you know that's racist? Oh, yeah, Brittany. Oh, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, Brittany is a Brittany given. artist slash Hagen, <laughs> social security number. <laughs> exactly. That's terrible. we got to take a break and cry for Brittany. <laughs> we'll be right back. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers? Tommy, at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times. We've processed well over 300 loans for customers and funded over $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. Through our payment deferment program, our current customers were able to skip one, two, or even four payments with no penalty. Finally, being a locally owned and operated bank, we're able to move quickly and take action for our customers when they need us most. Why not bank with my banker? God, I can't tell you how great <laughs> it is working with Billski. Did you record that, Andy? Could you send that to me? North American <laughs> Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Yeah, we can just uh, do a few minutes. We can do like two, three minutes and then call Allison. That would be fine, don't you think? Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you guys agree with me that the word racist is really overused. And well, yeah. it refers to things that aren't even racist. Well, I think, I think racism is more of a problem than people would like to think it is. But I think in the same regard that... 
racism is so focused in areas that it isn't a problem. Yeah. If that, like, yeah, people, people no, are quick to just use the word racism when they're yeah. not getting yeah. their way yep. and they need to draw as much attention to it as yeah. possible. Yeah. And, like, in the Minneapolis area, I don't think racism is a huge issue in oh. general. But see, you like ask Minneapolis, people, St. Paul area. You ask people like Spike Moss, and Spike Moss says he didn't realize that Minnesota was the Mississippi of the North. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. Spike, that's, that's, a little, that's a little here. dramatic. Yeah, just a little, <laughs> a dramatic, little here, Spike. dramatic. Like it's like racism isn't like as widespread where it's like every person I meet, I'm like, oh, are you racist? And I got to be careful. Yeah. But it's like when it's bad, then it's really bad. Yeah. Like I'm so, not it's, at you anymore, but it's definitely like. it's definitely like somewhere in the middle, and people. Yeah. Like now, people like do like what I did in high school, where like every time a teacher would say, "Hey, can you turn the light off?" I'd be like, "Oh, is it because I'm black? I have to do it." Like it's a joke, but now people are like doing that seriously yeah, when they're walking like, around. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. God. Yeah, like I think in like where we were this weekend, I think there's probably plenty of racist people. You think so? <laughs> yes. I no, no, those people are very not. I don't think I, there are. Not in a college town, no way. No, but in like drive, no just way. driving through the farmland. Well, some areas, of the backwood areas. I think there are plenty. You know? Generally plenty speaking, of when you get further away from the city, and maybe I'm being classist now, but. <laughs> Yeah. No, no. I don't know. Whenever you get into heavy Trump country, it usually ends It is up not being... heavy Trump country. Oh, there's well, okay. some there heavy... was a oh, semi God. with a custom-made <laughs> Trump 2020 sign oh, so you, got, you should see how big the signs are. It was <laughs> I drove Trump out to country. see my mom like a couple weeks ago, and she lives out in Hutchinson, Minnesota. And, like On the way there, oh, yeah. there's just like huge like billboard signs oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. Trump. I yeah. end up getting like pulled over there. And had like an anxiety attack because I was like, I'm going to be a next hashtag <laughs> oh, because you're was, the next hashtag. Oh my gosh! Like after, whenever the after the guest, we have more time. Like I'll tell the story, but it was, I thought legitimately like In the third. I thought I was going to die. Why don't you just call me? I'll come and get you. Well, like it got to the point where the police officer was like. Okay, take a deep breath. Oh, God. Like, oh, no. That's the media working for you right there. Yeah, that is oh the God. media right there. I definitely want to hear this story. That is, we definitely want to hear this story. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. Like I said, it's just everybody. No, everybody in Winona was so nice. It's a college town. They're not going to do that kind of stuff down in a college no. town anyway. You know, you're going to have people here, there, whatever. Right. Did we see any black people, though? That okay, true. let me just, I'll, I'll repeat a fraternity. story that I just told <laughs> this morning. <laughs> me, no... I told this this morning. Because my thing has always been, uh, it is a tribal a tribalism argument, because I, as a poor white kid, got treated just as poorly as anybody else from my right. neighborhood. I did. As a matter of fact, when I joined that, that golf course out west, a very wealthy guy with nicest guy in the world, great guy. We're walking down the second fairway, and he puts his arm around me. He goes, Tom, I'm really, really glad you joined this club because we really needed some diversity. And he was serious. He was completely yeah. serious because I was a broke-ass white guy in my mm-hmm. youth. The only one who wasn't wearing a top hat and a monocle. Yeah. <laughs> I have my cane with me. Very right. diverse. Which he meant it as a compliment, but it's like diversity. I don't know. No right. I'm the same color you are, but, yeah. but see, they see me mm-hmm. as a poor person. Right. I am not the same as they are. No yeah. matter how much money yeah. I make the rest and, of my life, I'm still a poor person. And then, too, they probably look at it like, okay, you 
dropped out of high school, correct? Yep. And oh, so yeah. like, oh, you're oh, in yeah. the you're in the media, and they're whatever. If they're like doctors or lawyers type of thing, they already think like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. No so doubt. Now it's more of a that than anything then the else. other guy who has a last name that's very very familiar to all Minnesotans. You would know who this next guy is. Very famous last name. Bryant. He went. <laughs> yeah, Michael Bryant. That's who it is. Uh, he went around to all the staff. At the at the golf course, and most of the members and said, uh, we let Tom Bernard in the club, but I want you to know, you know, with his background and all that, that if he causes you any problems, you need to let me know. I mean, he thought I was going to ghetto the place right. up. What are you, John Gotti? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like what? So don't give me this uh, only black people or yellow people They're or red people. Only white people get treated like dirt if they're I, poor. Right, but there's a difference of treated, between getting yeah. treated badly at like your country club than like getting treated bad downtown Minneapolis. I yeah. do anyway. Oh, yeah, I'm going downtown because I get treated really well yeah, downtown really. right now. Everybody does. Yeah, that'd go over huge. We have our guest. Works for me. Allison Engram. How you doing, Allison? I'm doing great. How are you? Marvelous. Ladies and gentlemen, October 15th, Allison takes on the role of director as a legendary impressionist. Rich Little follows her example and takes his show on the road digitally with Rich Little, virtually speaking. Uh, hell of a guy to work with, Allison, no doubt about that. But he's lucky to be I'm, working with you. Yeah, I'm floored. I mean, I've met him a couple times. We, we share a publicist. Always admired him. And what happened is, is when everything shut down in March, and I'd, I had a show at the Lori Beachman Theater in New York I was going to do, and I was always pleased performing, and of course I couldn't. And then they called me back. The guys who booked me in New York said, you know, a lot of our performers are going on these online platforms. There's this thing called Stage It. Do you want to try it? You know, live streaming, pay-per-view. And I did, and, and my fans in New York and then around the country said, you know, this is great. Your show is canceled. Now I can see it. It's in my living room. And then people said, you know, I couldn't get to your show in New York. I can still see it. It's in my living room. Right. And it was a big hit. And next thing I know, I get a call from my publicist saying, Rich Little wants to talk to you. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, well, he's been doing four nights a week at the Tropicana in Vegas, and he can't now, and he's absolutely getting squirrely. And he said, I heard that Allison Arngram did an online show, and it really worked. What do I do? Next thing I know, I'm talking to his tech team. I'm talking to Rich Little. And by God, on October 15th, <laughs> we got Rich Little virtually speaking live oh, online. It's going to be amazing. It is indeed. As a matter of fact, uh, on my morning show that I do in town, uh, we used to go, we went to Vegas like 22 years in a row and did a, a morning show from out there. And the last place we were was at the Tropicana, and yeah, there you go. Rich was there the whole time, could not have been a nicer guy, really terrific guy. So nice. But I'm hoping uh, the, the undisclosed uh, location might be kind of close to the Tropicana, because that was a really nice room. Right? I don't know, though. It may, I don't know. This may be in the basement of his house. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. It's like I, my living room now looks like a cross between, you know, an Amazon fulfillment center and a television studio. I, I'm right. like mailing stuff out to people and selling. I, got, I have a backdrop, and it looks like this brick wall. And I remember when I got it, I thought, this is completely hokey. This does not look like a brick wall. It's cute. I mean, but it's fabric. And, you know, on camera, it looks like a brick wall. People says, marvelous. Right. Do you have that brick wall in your house? Oh, yes, it's my basement in California. We don't have basements. But, no. But, <laughs> yes, you know. it's totally the comedy club in my basement. I just think it's a great idea. First of all, um, well, how do, now he does impressions. Yeah. And for an impressionist, an audience reaction is very important 
So you, you could take care of that, though, right, because of the, the way it's presented? Well, that's the thing, and that's one of the things I talked to him about. I said, you know, that was the hard thing for me and a lot of performers and who've done That's why he wanted to talk to me. He's like, oh, you've actually done right, this. Right. How weird is it that you're, like, yelling at a camera back of a laptop? And I said, well, remember those weird TV gigs we used to have back in the day where you'd go in, like, Don Kirshner's rock concert or whatever, and oh, they yeah. had no studio yeah. audience or it was three people, and they said, oh, we'll sweeten it later. So you're like, great, I'm doing my actors now in here. I said, it's sort of like that old job. I said, if you survive that one, this right. is a piece of cake. And I, but he's going to have a couple people there, his tech team, I'll be there. So, I mean, we'll have, like, I don't know, five people in the room. Well, you know, when I do it, I just, my husband's running camera. Luckily, my husband, who's seen my show 5,000 times, laughs in all the right places. <laughs> well, that's good. Brilliant. That is like, good. Right on cue. Um, so I have him going, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then he can see the comments. My husband can see the comments as they're coming on screen. So he'll literally do, like, thumbs up like they are laughing now. You know? <laughs> oh, good to know. Um, Wonderful. So we can do that. His tech that will be able to see the comments coming. Okay, this piece is going over huge. And we'll have basically his, yes, his studio audience of a crew of a handful of people. And we will try to make as much noise as possible. Yes, yes, hold for laugh here. But it is weird. It is like the old TV gigs. And they went, yeah, we don't have a studio audience for this. So, you know, just do your thing. And you learn to do that. As a, as a performer, there, there is a technique to doing that. You learn to just act and basically do that. And it's a throwback to that. Um, and then it's also a throwback because over the years, people have been doing these longer and longer, you know, one-person show extravaganzas. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I, I was doing like an hour and a half, and then, then they said, well, if you're doing a festival, it's only 75 minutes. Well, now this is like a throwback to the clubs where you need a hot 20, because this uh, oh, stage yeah. platform, yeah. you do like 30 minutes, maybe you have leeway 40, but you don't do a long show. You do a tight show. And then he's incorporating stuff, because, you know, he draws as well. He's also a graphic artist, so he does... He has all these sketches and drawings of famous people he's, everyone he's been. <laughs> and, you know, like his famous people I've known and been. So he's incorporating real stories from his life about meeting people, the impressions, and the drawings. Because he's like, well, we can make this visual, we can do all kinds of things with this. Let's really use the technology. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was just thinking in my own head, because I do a couple of impressions myself, nowhere near the level of Rich Little, but when... When I would do them in front of, uh, you know, we, well, the last time we were at Tropicana, we, uh, I don't know. I, I guess the, when we were over at the old Planet Hollywood, uh, which was uh, Aladdin back then, we we had 5,500 people in the audience. So, you know, right. that, that place only seats like 4,500. You had an extra 1,000 people show up. And when you did a, a joke or an impression there, then you got this massive laughter. I'm trying to think of doing an impression with no reaction, that's got to feel really weird. It's going to be weird. I mean, like I said, the, the crew and I will try to do our best to go, right. okay, let's, like, make this as if we're real. I mean, yeah, because when I think about playing, like, a little cabaret of 150 people versus this huge place in South Dakota, whatever it is, 1,400. Right. And the time I once did a, a state fair thing in Tulsa, Oklahoma, oh. never again, it was, like, 5,000 people, it's like... Speak, wait for the echo, wait for the... <laughs> <laughs> That's um, true, yeah. Like, no, stay for outdoors. That was a nightmare. So, yeah, you have a completely different timing depending on what space you're in. And a lot of performers, that's where they're struggling with this. Like, what is, what is this new space we're in where people are doing all kinds of things, dramatic things, comedic things, plays, readings of scripts, comedy shows, singing, and they're doing it in their living room or their kitchen with these setups. 
and then going, okay, well, it's my audience, but they're not. They're like, I do a big Q&A thing in my show. And I went, how the heck am I going to do that? So yeah. I went on Facebook yeah. and posted your questions here, and I wrote them down on a little cards and then read them off like in the show. <laughs> well, that makes total sense to me. I, I, look, I think it's a great idea. I think as time goes by, it'll probably, since it's going to be used a year, year and a half, maybe even two years, who knows. But eventually, some people might want to say, you know what, I don't feel like leaving the house anymore. I'm just going to do my show from the basement for the rest of my life. A so, lot of people are enjoying and yeah. some people watch it. Well, for people watching, and I think Rich's show is like, it's on stageit.com, by the way, and, and like half the world is on stage. If you go to this website, stageit.com, be amazed. There's all sorts of musical acts. It started kind of a thing for musicians. They'd say, well, I got a CD coming out. I'm going to play acoustically right. like a song. But now it's like exploding. and everybody's on it. But... Yeah, for the fans, it's like 15 bucks. So you're not driving there, the parking, the $35, $40 or whatever, the two-drink minimum. You're like, well, now I'm in my pajamas with a beer on the sofa. This, you know, it's a hell of a deal. <laughs> no, it absolutely is. It's a, it's a hell of a deal. I, I love the idea. On October 15th, Allison takes on the role of director as legendary impressionist Rich Little follows her example and takes his show on the road digitally with Rich Little virtually speaking. It is uh, October, Thursday, October 15th, a week from Thursday. Uh, it is uh, 7.30 Central Time, where we're located, as a matter of fact. from a non- I like this. Where? From a non-disclosed socially distanced location in <laughs> Las Vegas. He's in the bunker. It's in a, right? Bunker. Where is he hiding? We're hiding him. But, yeah, no, it's, he's, he's got a hell of a tech team. So it's going to look really good. It's going to look nice, too. Well, I'll tell you what, too. You're not going to be able to see Rich Little do his act for $15 ever again. That's a hell of a price. Yeah. Hello. Right? That's not And then bad. I'm doing my show on the 29th. I'm back on, on the screen on... Uh, the 29th was Nellie's Scary Prairie. We'll have a little Halloween thing oh, God, going I, on. I love so, yeah, Halloween. So, stage it again. We'll get it done. Allison, stay in touch. I'd like to hear how it all goes. That'd be wonderful. Okay, yeah. No, I should come back on after. Cause there's tons of stuff going on. It's crazy. I mean, I'm on Facebook Live reading uh, Little House on the Prairie books every day. We're finding things to do. Me and all my performing <laughs> friends are going, what weird things can we do on yes. the Internet to, like, make this exciting? I understand completely. There's no question about it. I do understand completely. Allison, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Allison Arngrim, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, TheRichLittle.com. It's TheRichLittle.com. We'll take a break. Be right back. Uh, what were you going to, Alex? You were going to do something? You were going to do, who's going to do something? Oh, Devin had a You got the deal. Yep. yep. I got, yeah. We're going to figure out why I had uh, my first anxiety attack as a grown man. He had not had another Uh-oh. one because he, when he sat down today, he looked at me and said, What's up, Negro? And I went, Wait a minute. What? He did? Yeah. It's did typical. You really? <laughs> 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 he goes, No, I did not. I didn't think so. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Okay. Yeah, here goes mom Here's coughing up a lung. Here's the lysol. Coughing up a lung down I'd there. It's real nice, COVID honey. Than that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Tevin Pittman is here. Yeah. He will no longer allow you to call him African American. Tevin Talk. Mm-hmm. He's black. Is that why you had an anxiety attack? Uh, no. Oh. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was close though. No, I was uh, going to see my mom in Hutchinson, Minnesota. This was like. <laughs> kind of right after quarantine I love got Hutchinson. done. It's a great time. And, oh, yeah, great place. It and is. there's, I don't even know what town it is that's in between here in Hutchinson, like Alexandria. I don't know. No, some not town, Alexandria. Some town in between don't here and there. Don't look at me. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so, like, I get through, and, like, there starts right to be, like, huge, like, Trump 2020 billboards. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, we are. Like, it just puts you in a weird mood, like, seeing these huge, like, billboards. And so I'm going, and, oh, I'll preface this. I during quarantine the tabs on my car expired and I was like not going you were to a target I was I'm like I'm not going <laughs> to like re-up on these because I was like I don't mind like I'm unemployed when I'm not driving anywhere so it's the only we'll, thing I've ever gotten a right. ticket for we'll figure this out after COVID like uh, lockdown right well you right? couldn't anyway well expired tabs is revenue for the state so they yeah. don't want you to, oh yeah you know, and so I forget up. forget that my tabs are expired and so like whatever driving and there's a cop at the opposite end of this intersection Stop. In Hutchinson? Yeah, like on my way to Hutchinson, so just a little bit yeah. before Hutchinson. And uh, so I like, go through this stop sign, and he like they like sat there and keep driving. I'm probably like a quarter of a mile away, and I see like that they didn't turn behind me, so okay, everything's good. Then I notice that this like black SUV like now it's following me. I'm I like, hate I when think... all of a sudden like you think you're in the clear, and then it's like oh. yep. And I'm like, and, like the lights weren't on, they weren't like speeding, so I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the police. And I'm like, I'm gonna pull into this gas station and let or the them Russian just keep mafia. right and let them keep going, and then we'll sort this out. Might have been the mafia. So I like pull into the gas station. I get out to like get gas, and like they pull up like right behind me, lights on. Like as I'm getting out of my car, I just Jeez. hear over the loudspeaker like, "Get in the car! Get in the car!" What? Oh I was my like, god! I was like, oh Jesus! Like I like. <laughs> Put my hands in the air. Like, yeah, sat like, back, ah. sat what was this like 1958? <laughs> right. Yeah, what? And so they like one officer, and my door <laughs> is still open because I was like in the process of getting out. And so like they whatever come to the door, like do you know why we pulled? I'm like no, like and then like all oh, tabs, like oh shoot, that's right. They and so they yelled at you through the loudspeaker about tabs. Yeah, and to so get I, in like, the car because so, of your tabs. Yeah, yeah, I had sirens. Yeah, I had so sirens now I'm like and sitting there and like still calm. Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, do you have your license, registration, all that?" I'm like, "Cool, no problem, got it." Open up like my glove box, grab my registration, give it to him. He's like, "Like looking for my ID." And usually I leave it in my gym bag, but I forgot I like took my gym bag into my yeah. apartment, so A now I don't have my ID. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like I don't have my ID." Like I start like shaking, like. Is he gonna like shoot? And then I'm like frantically like looking through all and the other bags. And now you're looking suspicious. Yeah, I'm like frantically yeah. Like, looking through all my yeah, other exactly. bags. Like, oh, maybe I put it in a pocket. And then I yeah. realize like as I'm going through like glove boxes, center councils, I'm like, 
he could think that I'm like looking for a gun. Oh god! And I'm yes. like freaking out oh, even god. more. Oh, <laughs> god. Like, god. like finally, the officer's just like Tevin. Like, like deep what the breath. Hell is your problem? Deep breath. I'm like, no, no. Like, I was just at the. <laughs> like, so I remember I took out like a, my checkbook. I was like, well, here's a checkbook with my name on it, so you know. This that, is proof of something. I have somebody. Something, and like, yeah. So then, like the other officer is like looking through my back window, and I had a bunch of like yard oh. games, oh, and he yeah. was like now trying to like talk to me about these yard games, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, having an anxiety attack. Or... Game right yeah. now. I have an anxiety so... attack right now. I will say the one time, well, the two times I've ever been pulled over, the first time I was like probably 19 and the, you know, they turned the lights on. So I pulled into a gas station and after they got done giving me a, I think they gave me a ticket. I don't even remember what it was, but they said, oh, by the way, don't pull into a gas station because we think you're going to lead us into an ambush. Ooh. Have a nice day. So <laughs> let's not do that. Okay, yeah. note to self. An ambush. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, technically, like, you know. Well, I remember being pulled over for tabs, and they said to not move my hands. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They so don't like that. What I'm guessing happens is I've been ma- pulled over for tabs twice. Because they were stolen. Oh, yeah. That oh, yeah, that's a right. Lot. Yeah, people yeah. take the little sticker. Yeah, they take the little sticker. You're supposed to cut your NX and then yeah. prevent yep. that. I have done that since. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I I was pulled over by a very mean cop once. He was really acting. Was like an I, officer Dave? Was I, like, like I was a serial killer that everybody knew about. <laughs> I'm like, what the? Are you, Are you kidding Catherine me? the Strangler? I know. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Catherine the Strangler. Like our yes. five foot nine redheads, a target right. now. I don't know what's happening. No, you are. <laughs> Anyone could have a gun, technically. That yeah. one, very true. true, very true. But And one time, you know, it was just kind of like a joking, joking. I'm guessing that what happens is a cop is having, you know, maybe had a gun. Yeah. Right. Pull, you know, like right. pulled over somebody and, and they, they had a bad person that they pulled over right. and now and they're the best, like acting weird. The best part is that he goes like, well, what, well, like, you're from Minneapolis. Like, what are you doing out here? And I'm like, oh, like going to see my mom. And because she lives in Broughton, Minnesota, so it's a small town. She's like, oh, well, what's your mom's name? Like, thinking like maybe I know her of her. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so my mom's last name is Tansetter because she got remarried. And so it's like not my last name. So I say that, oh. and then I'm like, oh, well, her last name is different. I'm like, start trying <laughs> oh to explain God. to him the life history of my family. And he's like, Tevin, nope. Uh, it's fine. Tevin, no. He's like, no. Well, he like, we're just gonna go run this. He comes back and he's like. Hey, I'm just gonna let you off with a warning. Like, just get your tabs figured out. They like, probably got in the car and like, we cannot give this kid a ticket. No. He'll so start crying. The great <laughs> officers out there, very nice, and like probably did not mean to terrify me. But I was like, I'm a grown man. I'm like, I'm good under pressure, and now I'm having an anxiety attack. Thank you, 2020. Every, yeah, Thank I you used to get pulled over quite a bit. No, <laughs> not like, you. That's where I did. That's where I get it from. I used to get pulled over all the time on that stupid 94 corridor out to Rogers because oh. everybody's going. Yeah. 90. Yeah. If you don't go 90, you're going to be run over. Yep. So yeah. it's like you just start going 90 That's all the time. Area. So I was yep. constantly being pulled over for speeding. And I swear to God, every time I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> do I have guns? Do I have heroin? Oh, what happened? I mean, it's like, I might have forgotten about the machine I gun. I swear to God, I oh my lose God. my mind. Like I've done something horribly <clears throat> no, wrong no. and they've just figured it out. I feel too. One yeah. time I had 
a little bit of weed in my glove compartment because what? I was making him pot cookies. Well, <laughs> I, my whole like, Whoops. knowledge of this family has been a lie. I've never yeah. done, no. It's I've, all been a lie. Hand to God, I've never done a drug in my life, but I had marijuana in my glove compartment because I was bringing it home because Dan and I were going to make oh, dad God. weed cookies. It's not, it's not yours, you're holding it for a friend? And I was like, the whole ride awesome. home, I was like... <laughs> Like, oh I'm God. riding dirty. Oh I, yeah. Riding dirty, <laughs> baby. Oh I was my like, gosh. I don't know what. That is amazing. Yeah, I was like, if I had been pulled over, I just would. I would have absolutely also, freaked the ass. This confirms. This confirms my previous impression of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> that when like earn the first segment when you said that's not how you talk. That's what now you have a weed in your pocket. So yeah. that's right. It was in the glove compartment, and I was it's making weed cookies for my father. Were you prepared to like throw it out the window and run, or like I don't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I don't know. Even <laughs> even if I go to the liquor store, I'm like, okay, it can't be in the back seat of the front no, seat. No, that's right? what I have to be in a yeah. trunk. I'm I know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm Dad, just... like, if we have wine, and he's like, oh, bring it home. And I'm like, it has to be in the trunk, wrapped in bubble oh, wrap, yeah, yeah. open <laughs> bottle. Yeah, open know, like, bottle. Oh, so I got pulled over once with alcohol in, like, my front seat, like, clo- like closed bottle. And, like, I yeah. didn't realize, like, that was, I got pulled over at, like, midnight on my way home from work. And what do you the mean? Off- closed bottle? Like, a new bottle? Like, a new bottle. Re- like, it was, like, from the store. Oh. And it was, just, like, there. Yeah. And so, like, the officer, like, sees it, and he's like, hey, you should. And I got pulled over for not using my blinker to switch lanes on the freeway type of thing. It was very suspicious. He goes like, (laughs) he's like, oh, those, that's alcohol. And I was like, oh, like it's sealed. Like it's not open. Yeah. He's like, doesn't count. He's like, you could, you could take your teeth and rip that thing off. He's like, (laughs) that thing in five seconds. He's like, he's like, well, it can't be in the front seat. So I like grabbed it and just put it in the back seat. Okay. Problem solved. And he's like, no, I really think you should put that in the trunk. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not getting out and opening my trunk. Not that there's anything in there, but like you can leave and then I'll put it in the trunk. Like, Leave me alone. Yeah. Really? Well, we got Don't one minute it. left, and we have Polly on the phone. And I hope it works, because it's a new computer. Hello? Oh, you taking my call? It works. Are you kidding me? You're taking my call. Yeah, we've been new, having yeah. trouble we, we with put, our... I just yeah. had to replace the uh, Skype computer today, actually. Exactly. What's uh, that? I just got to say, if, uh, I'm not gay yet, but if I haven't keep staying on the show, I might turn... Oh, well, he does kind of fine figure. I don't think there's any questions. Yeah, the reason I was thank you, I think. I was, I was, yeah, I was saying you. thank you. Should be, that should be that's flattering. He goes thank you. I'm too sexy for this podcast. Who can reel the game in? Eventually, Tevin, right there. He's a handsome man. Hey, I was I was calling about um I I I know you want the treatment stuff, Tommy. Yes, and you know what I call it here, I'm usually pretty hammered, right? No, I did not and, know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were hammered when you called. Was, well, that makes yes. me feel a lot better, a lot worse about you giving me how handsome you are. Of course, he's I was finally, drunk when I hey, said it. could just be the whiskey so talking. The weird but... decisions when you make the weird decisions when you're uh, drinking, you know? <laughs> I understand completely. Moving forward. <laughs> Eddie who? Yeah, hey. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, I got a DUI back in February. And um, I'm supposed to go to treatment, and I called the the treatment place or whatever. You know, they give you an assessment, and this and that. I told them that I was dishonest with them. I said I think I need the inpatient treatment. Right. And they and they agreed. Um, sort of, <laughs> I guess. I've been. This would be my third time going inpatient. 
Okay. And I was just wondering what your experience was. Cause I remember when, back when you had uh, troubles with that. I was just wondering what your experience was with that and okay. what you thought about it afterwards. Well, I was never inpatient uh, anywhere. And I, I went through AA twice. And both times they told me, you don't have a drinking problem. You have emotional problems. I mean, <laughs> That's what they, they told me. <laughs> oh, listen to my son. Oh, they, were they wrong? What? Were they? No. Mm. Boy, well, look at the time. What it is. I, I love how you'll well, admit it on the podcast, but when we're speaking. Yeah, for real. <laughs> not, that never happened. It's a personal attack unless what are you, you say it. What about? Paulie, look oh. what you did to me now. <laughs> look what you did to me today. Way to go. Now my family's turning on me. No. no, but anyway, um, well, I, I actually like I was it a wondering lot. About, yeah. I was wondering about, um, they put me on antidepressants, mm-hmm. and I think they did more harm than good. Yeah, antidepressants would not be good for me they, either. They, Especially if you keep drinking. They me off more than they help me. I understand. <laughs> yep, I understand. Yeah, there's so many of them, and it's hard to get the dose down, the... <clears throat> Proper drug well, down the combination. And alcohol mm-hmm. and antidepressants aren't good. All right, so, so when are you going mix. in, Polly? Uh, next Tuesday is when I... I was supposed to start this outpatient thing. Yeah. So you sit at home and do this over Zoom or whatever. Right. I'm oh, like, God. This isn't going to freaking work. No. Zoom, yeah. You, you no, got you, you to be in person with, these, with this stuff. And, oh. Yeah. It's just so frustrating. Okay. I don't know. We'll I, just, I want again. help, but I just don't know what to do. So um, well, I don't know. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to call call in uh, later in the week before you go in, and we'll talk about that. We'll set aside a 10-minute segment to talk to you about that. All right? All right. I had it, to give me a call. I think you've got my number. <laughs> it will It will work, Paulie. Seriously, it definitely will. We'll talk about it. Sir, we'll have a special Paulie goes to spin dry segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that washing machine I got in this old ass house living here, it starts to come upstairs and try to kill me. All right. Dun, 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 Call dun, me dun, later dun. in the week, Paulie. We'll have a whole segment, all right? Jesus. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Paulie calling in. We'll have him on later in the week. We'll take a break here. We'll be back with hour two.